Handoff goes to Ty Johnson through a hole to the 15, 10, almost to the end zone, but tackled from behind on a touchdown saving tackle by Jalen Watson. Going to roll out to his left, nowhere to go, fires to the end zone, and it's caught! Caught in the end zone for a touchdown! An unbelievable flick of the wrist from Josh Allen to who else? Glue hands, Khalil Shakir! He doesn't drop anything! Highlights of the game brought to you by Northland Workforce Training Center. We have the training. All we need is you. We go to the Western Hotline. Chris Brown had the call of the game. Joins us. Morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. You know, there's a lot to get to. I actually wanted to get to the blur that was the end of the game because for most of the game, it looked like a somewhat typical Mahomes v. Allen back and forth, albeit maybe a little <laughs> lower scoring or, or low event, not a lot of possessions. The Bills are driving, and they go first down run, incomplete, incomplete, kick, miss, game. And, man, what a just what a swift end to a game that didn't feel like it was about to end in that moment. Yeah, kind of a kick in the gut, uh, for sure. Eric and I, on the broadcast, had been talking through the latter stages of the third quarter into the fourth quarter about how they were going to have to change some things up on first down because it was very clear that the Chiefs had kind of gotten a bead on the Bills running the ball on first down, and they were loading up to stop that, sometimes even run blitzing on first down to neutralize that and put them in long down and distance. And the Bills had been able to overcome a few of those situations, even on that drive, to keep that drive alive. You know, Josh with some big third down conversions, um, and I understand why that was the approach, and we can get into that in a second. But, yeah, it, it ended swiftly. Um, you know, Josh sees Shakir in the end zone a little too late um, and, you know, can't get back on platform and has to wing that thing flat-footed, and it just, just doesn't get there. Um, you know, and then Bass after the game said, you know, I've got to make that kick. I've got to know that down at that end the wind blows left to right. And he didn't compensate enough. And I'll just say right from the jump, the thing was going right, and it never came back. So, yeah, once you saw that, um, you knew it was kind of a game-set match at that point. Chris, when it comes to the overall game, they wanted to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. They did that. Time of possession, they did that very well if they were setting out to do that. They didn't turn the ball over. From a from an offensive standpoint, you know, you mentioned the the running the ball and how the Chiefs ultimately caught up on that. How would you assess their offensive performance and what was missing? Uh, execution was missing uh, on just about every deep shot they took. Drop passes, Sherfield with two, Diggs with one. Um, you know, and then the misfire to Shakir at the very end. So execution is probably at the top of the list. I think. Any smart football fan would understand why the game plan was the game plan. They were convinced with the shorthanded nature of their defense that they were not going to be able to stop the Chiefs' offense, and that proved to be correct. Chiefs punted once the whole game. Um, so the idea was time of possession, and the Bills had been a good time of possession team since the last time they played the Chiefs. They were second in the league with 33 and a half minutes time of possession on average. And they were trending in that direction as well in this game. Um, it's just that when the Chiefs made their adjustment, Buffalo had to try to turn to something else. And that's why they tried a few deep shots 
to get some chunk plays, and they simply could not execute on those. And it's no fault of the quarterback. You just had guys dropping balls, and it was a it was a cruel twist of irony because, you know, the Chiefs were one of the league leaders in drops, and their receivers were outstanding last night, and the Bills just did not match that uh, level of execution, and it cost them. While while we're on the offense and the drops, Chris for for Diggs. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. One maybe is probably more meaningful than the other. It's another game where the Bills are eliminated, where Diggs doesn't have much production. But more than that, the, the second half of the season, I mean, leading into yesterday, the drop is obviously you know critical here. But it, anything more dumbfounding for you on a, a day where the season ends uh, than their number one receiver who's been as trustworthy as anybody, it, it just – it it kind of vanished in the second half of the season and that you know helped cost them yesterday yeah and it's not the first time we've seen that right the tail off in production um i think if they could figure out why that would why that was happening they would find ways to rectify it and that really didn't materialize either i mean everybody can speculate i think only the people you know in the coaching offices and the locker room really know what's going on there um I think we'd all be guessing, so that's not something I want to do, but that's something that, you know, has to be rectified going forward, whether it's, you know, Diggs is your number one or augmenting your receiver roster where he takes on a number two role now in what will be soon his age 31 season. So, I mean, last night, Khalil Shakir was your number one receiver. I mean, it wasn't even a contest. I mean, he was looking, Josh was looking for him. And why not? Like I said on the highlight, the kid catches exact. He catches everything. Josh Allen, I think six week fourteen, has a one thirty nine six passer rating when throwing to Khalil Shakir. Um, and I still don't believe he had a drop uh, since probably the week before, two weeks before the Dallas game. So yeah, I guess what I get why he's going to him. Um, why Diggs? production tailed off like this again this season is something they're really going to have to put under the microscope and figure out a solution and if they can't they're going to have to augment the receiver roster in some other fashion chris this uh you know we're doing post game and there's a lot of off season to get to i've heard the term retooling used not quite rebuild their cap situation's not great but you know this this is a bit of a I don't know. I don't want to say like a turning of a page, but there there will be turnover. What, what kind of approach do you think Brandon Bean takes to this year? Is it we are still close, smart, calculating moves can keep us right at the top, or I don't know if there's some sort of medicine you got to take at this point. It, it, it just seems like that this year might be the end of a little mini window and the start of hopefully another one. Yeah, I, I could see that because you've got some – players who were foundational pieces of this McDermott era who just very well might age out and call it a career. You know, I'm thinking, I don't know this, but you know, I'm thinking of people like Micah Hyde, you know, he's got a, he's got a young family now. He's got a history of neck injuries. Um, I think we can all agree that, you know, he and, and Poyer aren't the players they were when they walked in the door in 2017 and they're much closer to the end of their careers than the prime. Although I will say Jordan Poirier was an absolute animal last night on the field. He was the best player on the defense, and it wasn't even close. Um, 
So, you know, I, I could see some players aging out. You know, Mitch Morris has a long history of concussions, and he's been able to string another three seasons together here after, you know, those problems really surfaced and became an issue. And he's got a young family, too. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some players that just simply age out. There's a lot of other players on one-year contracts. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, you got a defensive tackle position where the only guy under contract is Ed Oliver. That's a position that's going to see an enormous amount of change. Um, Leonard Floyd's production kind of fell off a cliff at the end of the season. I think that kind of factors into your decision there, and that's not a cheap position. A.J. Epinesa is a young player entering his prime. He's a free agent. So there, there are a multitude of decisions that have to be made here, but I would not be surprised if there is a little more turnover with a little larger name value uh, than Bill's fans are accustomed to seeing in terms of changes on the roster. Chris, the, the Chiefs moving the ball so easily for most of the game yesterday. What what do you think it was that 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 really ended up being the Bills' biggest downfall? We had talked so much about Bernard and the linebacker core. Did, did that end up being the big problem, you think, yesterday? Yeah, it was twofold. Um, first, you have a lack of coverage ability at the second level. You know, Tyrell Dotson has made some great strides this season and has improved tremendously from where he was at the start of the season, but he's not an ideal cover linebacker. A.J. Klein was on his couch two weeks ago. I mean, now you're going to ask him to start in a, in a playoff game and play against Patrick Mahomes and run your defense. Now, I'm not saying he's not capable of running a defense. He knows this defensive system. But it's clear there were a couple of blown coverages. The first touchdown to Kelsey comes to mind. Um, and they just can't get to spots quickly enough to cover it all up. And I, I just think it was a tall order. I think they really missed Terrell Bernard running that defense. He's so instinctive. He's on top of everything, and he's a good coverage player. And they just really, really missed him from not only a playing ability standpoint, but from a leadership and calling that defense standpoint. you got a guy, a new guy out there calling it in a huge game. It's just different. And it's no knock on A.J. Klein at all, but it's just not the same. And we saw evidence of that. The game plan was the game plan for the reason offensively, guys. I mean, they knew they they were not going to be good enough on defense to really slow down the Chiefs, and they were going to feast at the second level, which is what the Bills did to their last two opponents. They feasted on poor linebacker coverage play with the Steelers and with the Dolphins the last two games. They got it done to them.